Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. We're in a new message series. Um, Our new message series is God with us. Really excited about this, it's really cool. Um, and I love the graphic, it's, it's awesome. But um, my, the title of my message tonight is City of Dreamers. City of Dreamers. Um, and um, I, I, I would like to have, I would like to be able to tell you that, you know, I've had this message prepared, locked and loaded for a while, um, but I, I had another message locked and loaded for a while and then Carissa started asking me like, hey, are you ready for for Wednesday? And I was like, yeah, I think so. And we started talking about it and then we realized I was not ready and this was not the message. So so thank you, babe, for for helping me to prepare this this new message and um, helping me realize um, the other one was the wrong one. So, (laughs) what, didn't she do great too, by the way? She was fantastic. She was making me cry on the front row. So there's that. Um, It's not hard to make me cry though too admittedly. All right. So I got to set the stage for you. I've got this message, City of Dreamers, and we'll get to that part. But I, I, I want to set the stage for you because we're going to talk about Joseph. Does everybody know who Joseph is in the Bible? Anybody not know who Joseph is in the Bible? All right, cool. We're going to talk about him um, because Joseph comes from a crazy, crazy family. Okay, his family, you want to talk about dysfunctional families, you should read about Joseph and his family because it was Dysfunctional is, is an understatement. It was, it was pretty bad. Um, so I, I can't get into all the details, but I do want to get into some. Okay, so Joseph is Rachel's, he, he was born to, to Rachel and Jacob in the Old Testament. Genesis chapter 30 is when he was born. And um, he was Rachel's firstborn child, but he was Jacob's 11th son, and 12th child overall. And, um, and so, you know, you're not supposed to play favorites, but, but uh, Jacob took that to another level. Like, he didn't just have a favorite son. He had a favorite wife. And, yes, he had multiple wives. Um, it, was, it was an interesting thing. He, um, Jacob's favorite wife um, couldn't have children. That was Rachel for many, many years. Um, but Leah, on the other hand, the other wife that was not his favorite was able to have child, children with no problem. Like she was able to conceive and, and have them. And she had four children. And this made Rachel really, really angry. Not just because she couldn't have kids, but because Leah was her sister. Um, so um, yeah, super weird, right? So we have like this whole, this whole thing going on here. Rachel's, Rachel's super upset. Um, she, by the way, I'm giving all these details because I feel like some of these details are going to resonate with some people. Uh, maybe not the sister wives thing, but like, uh, you know. <laughs> but, but some of the other details. Um, so um, I, 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 I wanted to share some of these things. They, it was a ruthless rivalry between siblings for value and for favor. Um, eventually, about 10 years later, um, and Rachel finally has a son. 
and it's this guy, Joseph. And Joseph, he is a miracle child. He is the answer to her prayers. She's so happy about it. Joseph was not only the baby of the family, but he ends up being Jacob's favorite child by far. Like, there was no competition. He was the favorite child. And, um, and, and his brothers hated him for it. Like, they, they were ruthless to him. In fact, Genesis 37.4 says they couldn't say a kind word to him. Like, they despised Joseph. Why did they hate him so much? Other than the fact that he was his father's favorite, um, well, who always got his way? Any guesses? Joseph, right? Joseph, yeah, Joseph. Who was all, you know, who was always able to, or who was always thought of first? Man, I'm tripping over my words. It was Joseph. Who could interrupt any conversation and get away with it? Joseph. It was always Joseph. And, not, and, and on top of that, I, uh, Jacob ended up making this, this coat for his son, Joseph, that was this constant reminder, reminder to his brothers that he was the favorite. And his, and his brothers hated him even more for that. It was maybe 17, maybe 18 years later, Joseph's mom, Rachel, gets pregnant with another child. And through that pregnancy, or as she's giving birth, she ends up passing away. So now Joseph is grieving the loss of his mother, but he's also kind of a punk. Like he's, he, and who wouldn't be, right? Because, because of the, the favoritism he was showed, but he was kind of a punk and, and he, he kind of gloats about these dreams that he has. Genesis 37, five says this, one night Joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed down before mine. <laughs> yeah. His brothers responded, so you think you will be king, do you? Do you actually think you're going to reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. I'm telling you, like, Joseph wasn't innocent here, okay? Like, he was, yeah, he had a God dream. God put a dream in his heart, but he, the way he told his dream to his brothers, he was like, hey, guys, check this out. I'm going to be your king. You guys are going to, you guys are finally going to one day respect me and realize how great I am. He has another dream. In verse 9, it says, soon Joseph had another dream, and again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time, he told, he, he told the dream to his father as well as his brothers, and his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to, bow to the ground before you? And his his dad wondered about that, wondered what the dream meant. These dreams get Joseph in a lot of trouble, like a lot. Like his, his brothers, they, they hate him. One day his dad, his dad tells him to, to go to his brothers and meet, meet up with them, and he does. And as soon as they see him toting his coat, they start plotting 
and they decide not, they don't just decide to, they're, they're not just mad about the dream. They're mad at the dreamer. And so they decide not just to kill the dream, but to kill the dreamer. And so they decide, hey, let's do this. We can, we, we can totally get away with it. We'll just, you know, put, put some blood on his, on his coat and, and he's dead. He's gone. We're taking care of him. And his oldest brother says, guys, we can't, we can't do that. That will wreck our dad. So instead, let's sell him. And so they sell, they sell, they sell Joseph, um, and they still tell their dad that he he got eaten by something, and um, and they put blood uh, from a goat on his on his um, on his coat, and and his dad thinks that Joseph is dead for a long time, and Joseph to his brothers may as well have been, like he was gone. They had finally taken care of the dreamer. Um, I think Joseph, I think Joseph was impressed with his dream. I think Joseph saw what God showed him and he didn't see like, he, 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 there, there was, I think there was a lot of stuff that he missed in the dream. Joseph saw that he was going to get respect. His brothers disrespected him. His brothers hated him. His brothers, his brothers envied him. And so he saw Man, I've, he's been wanting to have his brothers respect him. He's been wanting to have honor from his brothers. He's been wanting to be accepted by his brothers. And so he saw his brothers bowing down to him. He's like, yes, finally, I've got this, this thing that I've been hoping for. But there was so much more to his dream. Joseph would hold the future of the nation of Israel in his hands. He thought he would finally get respect, but God was going to use him to save nations from a catastrophic famine. He saw power, but God saw a savior. He saw wealth, but God saw a provider. His dream was more than what he saw. And I want to challenge you, don't limit, don't limit your dreams just to what you see. Carissa was talking a few, a, a few minutes ago, and, and this time in our lives where we had no money, all I could see was we need money. Like, that was the only thing I could see. And I got prophesied over, and I, got, I had dreams, I had visions, and I, and, I, and, I, and I would see, like, the things that God was going to do. God showed me uh, parts of the house that one day we were going to own. He showed me, he showed me, um, he, he showed me different things that, that I was, he told me I was going to leave a legacy for my kids. He told me all these different things, showed me different things. And, and those were the things that I could see. But there was so much more to the legacy. There was so much more to the dream than just what I could see. More than the financial provision. More than, than health for our family. More than those things. It was more than just what, was, what God was going to give me. And when God gives dreams, the dreams he plants in people's hearts, they're more than just what he's going to give you. They always, always are. There's a legacy that he wants to leave with you. God does want to bless you. And he wants to give you dreams of abundance. But God, uh, but God dreams always factor in more than financial gain and family vacations. 
Um, I, I, there, there, were, there were times where there were times where God told me I, I would pray and say, God, where are you at? We need, we, need, we need provision. And he would say, pray for more. And so I prayed for more. There were times where I, where I would go and apply for jobs and God would literally tell me, the Holy Spirit would say, no, not that one. Not that one. And there was one, there was one day in particular where I went to apply. I, I had it in my mind. I'm going to apply for like 30 or 40 jobs that day. And, and every single job was no. And I, and I questioned God and I was like, God, like I, I feel so irresponsible. And he said, I'm going to give you more. And then after that, I ended up working at Planet Fitness. And I was like, God, this is more? I'm working the night shift at a gym, standing behind a desk, doing nothing. I am, I don't, I, my job is almost unnecessary because people can just scan in by themselves. Like, I don't need to do anything except for say hi. Like, what am I doing here? I'm making barely minimum wage. What's the deal, God? What are you doing in my life? Why am I here? This isn't more. And he would tell me, isn't it though? You see, what, what, I, what, I, what I was kind of glossing over at the time was I had so many opportunities and that to witness to my coworkers. I witnessed to every single one of them. There weren't that many, but I got to witness all of them. And I had deliverance, we, like, we literally had deliverance sessions in the middle of Planet Fitness at like one o'clock in the morning with, 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 with my coworkers because they, they were going through stuff and they got deliverance. Like this was a training ground. This, this job that I had was more than what I was giving it credit for. It was, it was a minimum wage job and during the daytime I was trying to build a business, but God was training me for something more. He had a dream for me that was more than just a paycheck. He, there, I, I had all my coworkers, I think all of them, no, except for one. They, they, came, to, they came to Twisted. They came to Hero. They came, they, they came to our church. Um, one of them came to our church on opening day. God, God dreams are more a lot of times than what we see initially. Um, so if you're dreaming and your dream only includes a bigger house and a nicer car, it's not a bad thing, but you need to dream bigger. If the focus of your dream is a larger paycheck, the larger paycheck is not a bad thing, but you need to dream bigger. If your focus is finally getting the respect you deserve from that family member or that friend or that person that you knew you know, way back when, you need to dream bigger. I look at our church and, and I see a city of dreamers. Like when we, when we first started coming to this, to, to this church, we started out going to Balboa and we... Our, our, our ability to dream, or my, mine at least, my ability to dream was broken. It was gone. I, I, I thought my dreams had died. 
and, 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 and I felt like I was left to just bleed out. And, and, but God revived our dreams here at this church. We, we saw a pastor who had dreams that were crazy big. Talking about, talking about, at that time, he's talking about four campuses. Now we're talking about 16 campuses, and, and I'm sure it's going to grow after that. So, like, we're, we're, it's, 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 this, it's this dream mentality where God, we, we, we allow God to put something in our heart that's more than just what we normally can just see. For so many years, I would, I would get hung up in the worry of now. And I realize now, looking back at the dreams that God gave me, he, was, he, he gave me those dreams not to show me what he was going to do for me. He gave me those dreams to let me know, like, hey, Josh, it's going to be okay. Like, stop worrying about this stuff. You don't need to worry about finances. You don't need to worry about your health. You don't need to worry about um, where you're going to live. You don't need to worry about any of these things, your kids' schooling. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because it's going to be taken care of. It's all in the dreams that I gave you. It's all going to be taken care of. You don't have to worry about it. But I would, I would fixate. I would like, see, God gave me this dream. It's going to happen soon. Tomorrow, next week. Five years later. Uh, if God's giving you a dream, God's put a vision inside your heart. Don't get so fixated on the immediate, the, your immediate need. He's going to take care of you. He's going to, he's going to watch over you. He's going to take care of your family. He's going to bless you. He wants to bless you. He's not trying to take from you. He wants to give to you. So don't worry about those things. Instead, ask God, what am I missing in this vision? What's the thing that I'm not seeing? What's the bigger picture other than the respect, other than the finances, other than what I can see right now, what else is there? I love what I get to do professionally now. But do you know what I love more? I love the life that I have with Carissa. I love our family. I love the fact that no matter what we've been through, we've been through it together. I love the youth section. I mean, I love you guys too, but they're my favorites. And I, I love the youth section and, and, and the incredible gift it has been to serve in youth for so many years. I love the faith club that I got to start a couple months ago with some friends and, uh, and, and I get to help run that thing. And it's, it's just the most amazing thing to, to minister and to, and to be ministered to by these youth at this school. We had 20 today. It was freaking awesome. The list and the dreams, they, it goes on and on. And we're just getting started. Like it's, this is the beginning. That means I've got to hurry up. Um, <laughs> I promise you there's more, okay? Genesis chapter 42, verse, verse uh, 6 says this. 
It says, since Joseph was governor of all Egypt and in charge of selling grain to all the people, it was to him that his brothers came. When they arrived, they bowed before him with their faces to the ground, just like he saw in his dream. And he remembered the dream he'd had about, about them many years before. This is what he first thought his dream was about, the honor, the respect. But I want to read Genesis chapter 50 real quick. Um, and verse, verse 14, it says, after, by, after burying Jacob, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had accompanied him to his father's burial. But now that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph, um, now, now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him, they said. So they sent, his, they sent this message to Joseph. Before your father died, he instructed us to say to you, please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did to you, for their sin, for their sin and treatment you so cruelly so we the servants of the lord of uh, the servants of the god of your father beg you to forgive our sin when joseph received the message he broke down and wept then his brothers came and threw themselves down before joseph look we are your slaves they said they totally missed the point but joseph replied and now after all these years joseph sees the point of everything don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them by speaking kindly to them. I've got four points I'm gonna go through real quick, okay? When you don't know how to dream, Pray for a God dream. Not just once, not just twice. Be persistent until one lands in your heart. Point number two, when dreams die, remember revival only happens if a death occurs. Joseph's dreams died. They were done. You think he was sitting in prison after being accused of rape, thinking, yeah, I could still see it. <laughs> His dreams were dead. But God can revive dead things. Point number three, don't know what's next? Maybe it's time for a new dream. A dream that's bigger than you is a dream worth having. And then point number four, when your, dreams, when, when your dream only has your fingerprint, give God access to the, to the design plan. Let me ask you a question. Does God have veto power in your dream plan? Are you okay with God orchestrating your steps? I mean, like really okay, because... Sometimes we can be a little controlling, right? Look, we have our plans, we have our ideas of how life's supposed to be, how things are supposed to work out. But are you okay with God orchestrating your steps? Are you being derailed by dreams you put your own counterfeit God stamp on? What would be lost? And this is a question that Carissa 
Chris, Chris gave me when we were talking the other night and I was like, man, that's fire. Um, what would be lost if you were the sole architect of your dream? Like think about if you had it your way five years ago and everything went the way that you planned and the, the way that you wanted it to go, what would be different? What would be missing? It's so crazy. God is a better architect of dreams than we are. I've got one last verse I wanna share with you. It's in Revelation, Revelation chapter three. It says, write this letter to the angel of the church of, in Philadelphia. This is the message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close. And what he closes, no one can open. When you partner with God, with your dreams, when you partner with him, the doors he opens cannot be shut. Nobody can shut them, not even you. And the doors that he, and the doors that he closes, nobody can open. So partner with God, stand with him. Don't try to make your own plan. Don't try to make your own dream. Say, God, what is the plan? What is the dream? Put a dream in my heart. Put your dream in my heart because I want to accomplish all that you want to accomplish. Don't be quick to disqualify yourself either. You're not too much of a mess to dream. I know someone in here is thinking that, but you're not. Your life is not too chaotic for you to dream. You can dream. Um, so I want everybody to stand and I wanna invite you we're gonna have, we have, we have, we have ministers who can, who can pray for you, but I wanna invite you. If you've had, if you had a dream and it was crushed, I want you to come and get prayer. If you were, if, if you were left for dead and it, it was, assumed, it was assumed it was all lost. You were gone. You'd have been taken care of. I want you to come and get prayer. If you need God to put a new dream in your heart, maybe, you're, maybe you've never been able to dream. Maybe you're just, you're just like, man, I just, I've, I've never felt passion for anything. I've never felt like I've, I've been able to dream for anything. Maybe that's you. If that's you, I want you to come down. I want you to get prayer. If you've, if you've felt like, I just don't know if I'm worth putting a dream into. I want you to come and get prayer. God wants to put a dream in your heart. God loves you. He sees you. Jesus, I thank you right now for every single person here. I thank you, God, that your, your power is here. It's flowing now. 
right now. I pray for, for dreams, new dreams to be put in each heart here. Right now, in the name of Jesus, what has felt empty and dry, I, I thank you right now that you are putting a, a new dream in these hearts. Power flow. In Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.